Praise God that you're here this morning. Yet I have a question for you anyway. What do you know about Jesus? You may be looking at me and say, I'm here this morning. You think I, I know a little something about Jesus. But my thing is, what do you know about the love of Jesus? What do you know what Jesus did before he sat? What do you know that Jesus did before he sat by the right hand of his majesty in heaven? How much do you know about the son's relationship with his father? How much do you know how Jesus has been involved with creation from Genesis? My question again to you, what do you know about Jesus? In Hebrews, the first chapter, if you could turn to your Bible there, we're going to see that God is, 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 is explaining something to us in his word about Jesus. We find out about how God has spoken to us and, and how he has spoken. He's speaking to us most recently and, and it's all going back to Jesus. In the Gospel of John, we find in there that in the beginning was the word. And the word was God, and the word was with God, and we see how the word became flesh. In Hebrews' first chapter, we see here what we can learn more about our Lord, our Savior. In, in the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times and in various ways, but in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed heir of all things, and through, and through whom also he made the universe. The son is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. After he had provided purification of, for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven. I'm going to label this message this morning before he sat. In the text, we see how God has spoken to us. It said he spoke to our forefathers through the prophets. You can look in Jeremiah 29, chapter 11, verse, and it says, I, God is telling the people, I, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and uh, a future. Then you can also look in First Kings and Elijah, and Elijah tells them at the time of sacrifice, the prophet Elijah stepped forward and prayed, O Lord, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel. Let it be known today that you are God in Israel and that I am your servant, have done all these things to your command. And, and also you can see how God spoke through Moses as a prophet when he went to Pharaoh, told Pharaoh to let my people go. You can see how God, through the prophets, continues spoke a message of liberation about letting people go, about how people should have hope, how people should realize that I have a great plan for you. Just follow me. Be obedient to me. You see how God spoke through the prophets, but it also said he spoke through various ways. I believe Moses saw God speaking in a burning bush. I, I believe he saw how God spoke through the world, through Noah, with the flood of the world. 
You see how God speaks not only through his prophets, but he spoke through various ways, through earthquakes, to, 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 the, seven, to the ten plagues that happened in Egypt. God spoke in different ways. And also we see how God spoke with authority and power. How is that? We find that in Numbers 23, 19, that God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should change his mind. Does he speak and do not act? Does he promise and not fulfill? And we see that in Genesis when God said, let there be light. We find out there's light. He said, let the day turn into, let night turn into day. And we saw that happen. He said everything was good. God created everything by his word. God speaks with power and authority. And also we see how he can speak healing into our lives. How does he speak healing when he spoke through his son? Speaking through his son, uh, it describes the son in the text says the son is the heir of all things uh, through whom the universe was created. Uh, and when it says the universe, it means the time of this age, everything known to man. We find there was nothing created that he was not involved. So everything that we know was made through Jesus. Tell somebody through Jesus. Tell somebody through Jesus. Everything that we, we know was made through who? I'm glad you're with me here this morning. You see here, we are here this morning because of Jesus. Everything that was made was made through Jesus. Our life has purpose because of Jesus. That's why we're here this morning, because of Jesus. But we're here because he did so much work. He did so much stuff before he sat down. Have you ever been tired before? You've been working all day. You might have came home and you was ready to sit down, but you had some more work to do. So before you sat down, you had to clean up. Uh, you had to make some dinner. You might have washed some dishes. You might have did a load of laundry. You might have backed your car out the driveway. You might have had to take the garbage out. You might have had to do just a little bit more work just before you sat. Because when you sat, you didn't want to get back up again. Because you knew that your job was done. But I want you to understand that our Lord, our Savior, your Redeemer, he did some work before he sat down. The radiance of God's glory. The exact reputation of God. I, I, I like that part because I remember when Jesus was talking to his disciples, he says, ha, when you see me, you've seen the Father. <laughs> they, 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 were, they were puzzled by this. Uh, 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 how, how can we know where you're going? And he says, have you not been with me all this time? <laughs> When you see me, you sing the Father. Jesus made it clear that you did not get confused about what God looks like. God looks like love and compassion and gentleness. You see me act, disciples. I want you to be like me. Jesus says, be holy as your Father in heaven is holy. You see how I'm acting. You see how I am behaving. These are the things that you too should do. I want you to see that he was the radiance of God's glory. God's glory, the exact representation of God's glory. But yet, looking at here, we see how we just read in the meditation how Jesus reminded them that he would be given over to sinners. You see how sinners, when we are not in our right mind, when we are not trying to serve God, how we reject glory. We don't receive glory. We rather kill glory. We don't want to give honor to glory. 
but Jesus, the radiance of God's glory, the exact representation of God's glory, knew that you were going to reject him, but still he was willing to die for you. And I want you to understand, he did all this before he sat. The great work that he did, he made creation. He, 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 through him all things were made and by him all things are held together but point this out in the verse it says there something very important here that I want us to look but in the last days he has spoken to us by his son whom he appointed heir of all things and through him also he made the universe the son is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being sustaining all things by his powerful word you see even Jesus got power in his word do you have you remember what he said Lazarus come forth <laughs> and Lazarus came forth you remember how he said you you are healed and that same day that the man found out that his servant was healed there was power in Jesus word. Why? Because Jesus is God. And after he had provided purification for sins, uh, you see that there, after he had provided purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the Father. When was Jesus' work done? After he provided purifications for sins. I, I ask this question again. When was Jesus' work done? After he provided purification for sin, man, oh man, Jesus knew he was going to be crucified, knew he was going to be betrayed, but because he loved us so much, he was willing to go through such suffering, willing to go through such rejection. Willing to do all the work that needed to be done. He, he was beaten down. He was tired. But yet he realized my job is not done. I can't sit yet. I, I got to go a little bit further. I, I have to make atonement. I have to make atonement. What is atonement? I'm glad you asked us such a wonderful question so early in the morning. Atonement means he had to substitute himself for the payment for us. The wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. Somebody say through Christ Jesus. See, there's a debt that had to be paid and we could not pay that debt. And Jesus realized, before I sit down, there's a debt that has to be paid. Before I sit down by the right hand of his majesty, I got to go and pay a debt for these sinners, for these wretches, for these ungrateful people. The same people that said crucify him are the same people that said, Lord, save me. Are the same people, can you heal my child? Are the same people that want to touch my garment? Are now crying, crucify me. They're now saying, we want to see Barabbas set free. Can you understand how he loved us anyway? I have a hard time loving my family when they reject me. That's blood. Let alone, if I don't know you reject me, oh, we're going to low down and fight. But Jesus was willing to take it all in because he loved us. He realized my job is not done. I got to go through all this stuff just for you. We read in Isaiah by his bruises and, and by his stripes. Uh, and we get all say, I'm here, but are you really here? Have you really laid down your sins? 
Jesus died for the purification of sins. Uh, we get confident sometimes when we messed up. We look at 1 John 1 and 9 that I can confess my sins and God is faithful and just to cleanse me of all unrighteousness. But have you really confessed? Have you really admitted that, Lord, I've done wrong? I've, I've been wrong in my life. I, I realize Jesus did die on the cross for my sins and that he's seated at the right hand of the Father. And I do remember before he sat down at the right hand of the Father, he took on some 39 whips. Uh, he was beaten down with a stick. They put some thorns in his head. They nailed him to the cross. Uh, they mocked him while he was on the cross. Uh, they mocked him putting the sign above his head saying, King of Jews. But I realize that he's not only just a king of Jews, but he's a king of my life. Because he's seated right now at the right hand of his majesty. Step back for a moment and look at the work of Jesus. Have you ever been to the museum? And you get up to a painting. And you step back to get the whole glimpse of those large paintings. Or maybe if you look at a mirror, you have to step back. Because if you get too close, you only see just a part of it. And when you just see a part of it, you miss, all, you miss the whole thing. Some of us only see just a part of Jesus. I, I just see the part of Jesus when I'm in trouble. Uh, I, I see the part of Jesus when I'm sick. I see the part of Jesus when people turn against me. But when you step back, you see all of Jesus. When you step back, you can see he's my redeemer. You step back, you can say, he's my comforter. When you step back, you say, he's the reason why I have joy. When you step back, he's the reason why I have peace. And when you step back, you realize that he's just not there through the good times. And he's there also in the bad times. And he's there every time. Because why? Because because of him, I'm here. Because of him, I can breathe today. Because of here, I decided to wake up this morning and give him some praise. I wish I had some help this morning. Because he is who he is. Because he's seated now at the right hand of his majesty. I'm excited because Jesus is God. He is the brilliance of his glory. He is the exact representation of his being. And I realize that Jesus loved me enough that he died on the cross for my sins. And, and if you can be real for a moment, you can look back and say, man, did you die for all those sins? <laughs> Every single last one of them? <laughs> and Jesus, you, you even died for me right now when my mind's still not right? <laughs> my, my relationship's not right? I, I still don't spend my money right? I still don't treat people right? And yet you still love me? And guess where he is right now? Seated at the right hand of the Father because the work is done. I want you to cast it. He died once for all our sins. He got up once to defeat the death of sin. He is resurrected. He is risen. He didn't have to die three times. He didn't have to die two times. He died once to present himself as our sin offering. He that was without sin became sin for us. And he sat down because his job was done. I want you to cast the finality of this. Because Jesus did what the Father sent him to do. And we confess Jesus as our Lord and Savior. We should now do what Jesus has called us to do. So before he calls us home, before we want to hear, well done, my good and faithful servant. 
can you say you're doing your job? Will you be able to sit down and say, my job is done? Because before Jesus died on the cross, he said, it is finished. And then he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. Say, Father, receive my spirit. Because he did his job. We need to really think about that. How important it is to be, stay faithful to the end. Even when we get tired and weak, can we still push on? Close with this verse, Hebrews 12th chapter, third verse says this. Consider him who endures such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. I want us to think about Jesus who endured such oppression so you will not grow weary and lose heart. Stay on the battlefield. Stay on trusting in him and knowing he will bring you through. Every head bowed, every eyes closed.